So, countdown, like, begins. You said, uh, right now. You said, just so What do you mean, right now? That's what you're confusing me with. So, I should have hit countdown a second ago. No, no, so, so right now it's fine. So, when the countdown hits zero, you hit transition. So then it will go from this to that. And then this screen will move over there. It will screen over there. This is what's streaming right now. Yeah, so that's what's streaming. And then from there, it will most likely put this right here. Our chairs have been set up for social distancing If you need more chairs for your party, or you would like to be spaced out further, please see one of our dream team members, and they will be happy to help you. If you're new here with us today, we want you to feel at home and know that this is a safe place, and we are so glad to have For us, church is so much more than just a Sunday service, and we want you to know that there's a place perfect for you here at home. One of the best ways you can be connected is to fill out our online connect cards. You can go to our website Click on the I'm New tab. Take a minute to fill that out, and then after the service, we'd love for you to stop by our info bar tent, and we'd love to put a small gift in your hands. Just a small token of our appreciation for you being here. And that's it. Later this week, one of our pastors will connect with you. And once again, thanks for being here. While our Hope Kids environments are not open at this time, we are so happy to have them in the service with us. You can find Hope Kids Fun Packs at the Hope Kids table located in the back of the auditorium. Our dream team will be happy to get your child fun, along with a few other goodies we have for our Hope Kids. We also have a Mommy and Me room located in the back left of the auditorium. This room is designed for moms and their newborns and toddlers who might need a break from the service. It is equipped with a changing table and the service is streamed in there as well so you don't miss anything. The band will be out in just a few minutes so we can sing a few songs together. And after that, our pastor will come out to share a great message. We'll finish up in about an hour. But if you need anything while you're here, you can talk to any of our Dream Team members and they will be happy to help you. We're gonna get started in just a minute. So go ahead and find your seats if you haven't already. And we hope you have a great time while you're with us today. be a part of Hope Church over the season. And we've had people watch from um, the Philippines, which is a far, far, far away. We've, we've had people watch from New Mexico. We've had people watch from Australia. I was watching Lisa. She was on just a few moments ago. And all the way from Australia, and she found Hope Church uh, because of Whitney McClintock, who is not here today. She's in Canada. And she's about to have a baby in just a, just a few weeks. And so, man, I'm just thankful that, um, we are, that you're watching online. I'm thankful you guys decided to come out um, today and and, uh, man, I just, I'm overwhelmed. I have a lot of thoughts ab about being in this building. Uh, my phone blew up this week. And are you sure we're supposed to be back in the building? And I'm like, I, God told me we're supposed to. <laughs> I think I heard him clearly. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that I, that I told him. And, man, we are, we're living in a day and just in, in a time where, man, things are just, this, none of us could have ever planned this, right? Like, none of us would have ever thought that we would be here today. I took a picture of my kids yesterday. We were out to lunch. And, and we're all, all, I had four of them. Yeah, we have four kids. I had four kids and me. And, and we took a picture and I thought, man, never would I thought that one day we'd be walking around with masks on our face to, to protect ourselves from something that we cannot see. But something that can definitely 
affect us. And so man, I'm just glad to be here today. I've got so many thoughts. I, I was telling a preacher recently, like, hey, when you learn how to preach, you don't have to give, the, you don't have to give all your everything in one setting. Like, they're going to come back next week. And so I hope you come back next week. And I'm going to try to just lock into my notes for a few moments today because I feel like I got a word that I think is going to be applicable for you and I today. We've been in a series called uh, New Normal. New Normal. I mean, this has, been our, this, has been our new, this has been our new normal. If you're watching online today, online has been our new normal. We have broken out. We have made it in the room. And I'm just glad to be speaking to people. I was thinking, I wonder who's going to sit in this row. That's what I was thinking yesterday. Um, Lance and Steria are helping us out. A handful of you guys. Josh, I'm like, is anybody going to sit there? And Josh goes, this is pretty close. I'm like, yeah, no one's sitting there. I better sit in that seat because no one's going to be there. And our second service, we got um, a handful more people registered um, in our second service than we do in our first service. But nonetheless, we're glad you're here today. This is a new normal. Hey, um, I'm going to give you a few things. If you've been watching with us, you've already heard these things. But I'm going to really quick to you preach the last three weeks in a row in just less than 30 seconds. Number one, we look at this. Our new normal is to see everyone as equal. Our new normal is to see everyone as equal. The Bible says that in this room here today that we're all sinners. Romans chapter 3 verse 23, we're all, we're all on the same exact playing ground. We all bleed the same. We need to see everyone as equal. God's called us to see everyone as equal. He gave us a story in the Bible called the Good Samaritan story. We've read that story. He gave us the, good, the great commandment. He says to love your neighbor as yourself and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and your mind and your strength. And we are supposed to love everyone. And we're supposed to see everyone as equal. Number week two, we learned this. We should see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. You should see yourself the way that Jesus sees you. And I, I was thinking when I was saw you guys, when I saw you guys today, I was like, I don't know who that is because I don't know what they look like with the mask on. I'm like, I know so many people, but I'm like, who is that? And, 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 and which one is that? And like, I think that's them. And I'm like, okay, cool. That, we were at Chipotle yesterday, and I saw a couple there, and I was like, I think that's her, but I don't know if it's him or not. You know, like maybe that's her brother. I don't know if that's her husband. And, but, man, our, we should see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. He calls us love. He calls us sons. He calls us daughters. He calls us chosen and, and heirs. We should see ourselves the way Jesus sees us. And then week three we learned this. Last week, our new normal is to see Jesus as our father. Our new normal is to see Jesus as our Father. I think things would change for us drastically if we started to see ourselves, if we started seeing Jesus as our Father. He's a perfect Father. We sing that song, Good, Good Father. He's perfect in all of his ways. He loves you. And last week we learned that, man, we have a loving Father and we have a perfect Father. And um, I, I realize this more and more as I get older. I, I, I'm, I'm remembering some of the things my dad taught me. But one of the things that my dad taught me was to do the best that I can. And I think today, in, in, when you're living this Christian walk and you're following Jesus, Jesus wants you to do the best that you can to live a new normal. He wants you to live a new normal. He wants us to see people, um, everyone is equal. He wants us to see us, ourselves the way Jesus sees, and he wants us to see him as our Father. Let me ask you a question today. How will you be different after quarantine? How will you be different after quarantine? I want to give you a heads up today. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I've done some research on, on, on the coronavirus, and when you're in your car by yourself, you don't have to wear one of these, okay? I just want to toss it out there. I mean, that's my research, and I don't know if it's, I, it's just, it's my research, and I don't know, but you don't need to. And I, I got in the car yesterday, we were going somewhere, and I looked at one of my kids, and they go, hey. I said, what? They go, you're that guy. I'm going, why? He goes, you got your mask on. I was like, oh, you know, I'm like in my car driving with my mask on. But how will you be different after quarantine? I hope that you will, I hope that you will be different. Uh, yesterday, Josh, I gave Josh this ruler. And, um, and we got it out to this six-foot line here, and we're walking around, and we're lining up all these chairs, Lance and, and, and Josh, six feet apart to make sure that we had the proper, proper protocol. And I thought to myself when I went go home today, got home last night, I told him, I go, man, things are going to look a lot different. And I'm walking out here by myself yesterday, I go, 
man, this show's going to be different tomorrow. It is going to be a new kind of normal. But I hope more than anything that this quarantine has not taught you how to just to wash your hands more. I hope it's not taught you how to, how to cover your face. Hopefully it's not taught you, how, taught you more than just how to, how to cover your mouth and how to sneeze. I guarantee you, any of you guys here, no one is sneezing and coughing in public anymore. We were there yesterday, I sneezed was coming, I was like, you will not sneeze. You will, you will, you will implode before you sneeze, you know, like, and that's, that's the tell, like, I don't know, I don't know where it comes out at if you hold it, but I was like, you will not sneeze and you will not cough. And you see people all over the restaurants going, because they are not sneezing and they are not coughing in a restaurant. But I, I know this about what I, what, what God, what God showed me was this, that if you don't change, then nothing changes. If you don't change, then there, nothing, nothing changes. If you don't change, then nothing changes. I could want my wife to change in quarantine, but if I don't change, nothing changes. She could, want, she could want me to change, but if she doesn't change, then nothing changes. If we don't change, then nothing changes. One of the things that I wrote down that I thought God kind of said to me in this quarantine is like, hey, I want to be different coming out of this. I want to be so different. I don't want to be the same West Beach that I was prior to COVID-19 because whenever we go through tragic things like this, we go through traumatic things like this, we're, we're in these seasons so we can come out different. We can come out better. We can come out with a new kind of normal. We can come out better than before. I hope that that is the case for you. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. He goes, man, I, my car, my car, I got, my car got totaled. And I said, what happened? He goes, I was up here making a U-turn. And he goes, I, I, see, I bet you'll never make a U-turn there again. He goes, absolutely not. We go through tragic things in life, and we should look, we should look different. Man, we have seen some things that happen in this quarantine season that we weren't prepared for. But hopefully we can be different coming out of this. I want to be different. But you know me as well as I know me, most of you guys, because whatever is in my head I'm saying to you guys, I want pastor a church where everybody wants to be different. I don't want it to be West to be different. I don't want my wife to be different. I don't want my kids to be different. It's so weird having your kids in service, but I don't want my kids to be different. I want our church to be different. I want all of us to be different. I want you to be different. I want me different. I want we, I want us to have a new kind of normal. I want us to look different. So I was looking at the scripture uh, this week, and I got a few verses. Yesterday I was in my car, by the way, and my, and my kids like, put on this song, Dad. I'm like, excuse me? They're like, yeah, put on this song. I'm like, are you a Christian? <laughs> I just judge my kids. You know, like, you know that, uh, now everyone's saying this when you're, like, trying to figure out where everyone's at on the chronos. You're like, hey, no judgment. Are you coming to church tomorrow? Like, no judgment. Are you coming? Like, hey, no judgment. Are you wearing a mask? Hey, no judgment. You know, like, but my kids, it's all judgment. Like, there's not, I like, just all judgment. I'm like, why do you want to listen to that secular music? I'm like, do you love Jesus? And Tripp's like, get her, get her. And I just went off on her. I'm like, John 3.16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Did you know that Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says that even though you were a sinner, Christ died for you. In Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and, and Romans chapter 12 verse 1 that you're a new creature. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, like, I was like just ripping off scripture. And he's like, give her some more. And I just started ripping off scripture more and more. And I just thought to myself, man, if we could get to the place in our life where we wanted to know more from this book, then we could change. We could be different. We could look different. We can sound different. We could talk different. So we got to get this book inside of us. And so I was looking at this book, and one of my favorite verses of all time is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Got an all-time favorite verses. And Matthew chapter 6, verse 3, 33 says this, and seek the kingdom of God above all else. Seek the kingdom of God above everything. That's a, everything, Wes? I, no, not Wes. Not everything, Wes. Everything, God. He wrote it. The red letters. Seek God's kingdom above all the things. Like, everything, you got to give me a second, I haven't worn this thing in three months, you know what I'm saying, first time back. Everything, above everything, we should see God above everything. He says, and, and do this also, like, seek God above all things, and live righteously. 
live right, live clean, wash your hands, wash your face, like live clean, live righteously. And he says here, and then you will be given everything that you need. If you will seek God's kingdom above all things and you'll live righteously, he's going to take care of you. I know so many people, they want God to take care of them, but they're not living righteously. They're not seeking after God. God can't take care of you. And you're not going to live, he's not going to take care if you're not seeking righteousness. you're not living the right kind of life. You're not seeking him first. He designed us to live a certain kind of way. And there's only way for us to produce the fruit that we want to see in our lives is if we're seeking God. We have to seek God first. We have to live right kinds of lives. God wants you to live a right kind of life. And then verse 34 says this. So, don't worry about tomorrow. I know a lot of people who are worried about, who are about, worry about tomorrow. I have pastors texting me and calling me, hey, are you going back tomorrow? Are you going back tomorrow? Are you going back tomorrow? I'm like, hey, do you, bro. <laughs> like, I got, I, got my own, I got my own anxiety to deal with. I don't need you to bring your anxiety my way. Like, keep your anxiety to yourself. <laughs> Diana's like, have you talked to Pastor Ed yet? He's in Texas. I'm like, yo, am I supposed to go back to church tomorrow? What are you doing? You know, and you and I, we are supposed to live a different kind of life. He goes, so don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So he goes, hey, man, some of you guys, you just need to seek God first and live right. And then God's going to take care of all your needs. And don't worry about tomorrow. Let's live today. I meet so many people. They're trying to figure out today. They're trying to figure out tomorrow, but they're still in today. That's silly, right? Like, I can only worry about today. You know what I can guarantee you? I guarantee you the band was going to sing for 20 minutes. I guarantee it because that was in the past now. I can't guarantee what's going to happen in the second service. I can't guarantee what's going to happen in the future. I definitely can't tell what's going to happen tomorrow. We have a family calendar, and I can barely keep track of that. We are supposed to seek the kingdom of God above all things. So here's the greatest thing that I want for you to come out of this season is this. Our new normal is to live a God-first life. I, 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 this is no judgment. I don't know how you were living before. <laughs> but here's what I do know. You should come out of this thing living a God-first life. Man, you should, when people see, like, man, they're, 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 they're trusting the Lord. I can, that person there, they, they have a God-first kind of life. But here's what I know. A lot of pastors sometimes give her and say, hey, live a God-first life. God's got a plan for your life. And you're like, yo, that's really, really good. But you're like, you walk out of here, you're like, I have no idea how to live a God-first life. <laughs> I thought to myself, what would it look like to live a God-first kind of life? Those of you guys that are watching online today, what would it look like for you to live a a God-first life on the right road, the middle road, the left road. By the way, whenever you guys come back, whenever you come back, we got three rows now. They're six feet apart. <laughs> I know because we measured. My wife's last week, Diana goes, how did you know the chairs were six feet apart last week? I was like, I just, you know, I just measured it. Like, like a way a guy would measure. <laughs> and she's like, you didn't, what did you do? I said, I took the chairs and they're about 22, 23 inches apart. I just kind of stacked two or three of them and then I put the chair there. She goes, you think maybe you could bring a ruler? Bring, bring one of these things. She's like, I have one you can borrow. I said, dang, girl. So we did it the right way. We did it the right way. We got three rows. And what would it look like to live a God-first kind of life? I wrote down a couple things. They, some of them may be a little bit aggressive, but I thought maybe this is what it would look like to live a God-first life. Here's the first one, number one. Pray like you never prayed before. I hope coming out of COVID season, you're praying like you have never prayed before. I wrote it on my notes, if you're speaking to God, he will speak to you. I saw Chelsea post a thing yesterday on her Instagram that who leads us in worship, and Wednesday worship, she said, man, I haven't spent that much time with God recently. I'm going to give him a call later. 
I thought to myself, some of you guys, when we come out as cozy, we ought to pray like we've never prayed before. The Bible tells us that. Like, that's not something new. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says this. Never stop praying. Pray without ceasing. I don't know. I've spent some time with our business owners, and, and Derek was telling you guys just a few moments ago, and I thought to myself a couple times, God, have you got this? Man, are you sure? I'll tell you this much. And I, for me, like, I've prayed like I've never have prayed before this season because I want to make sure that I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do. Like, God, are you sure? God, is this exactly what you want me to do, God? Because there's a lot, lot going on, God. I want to make sure that I'm doing what you want me to do. And God said, Wes, you need to pray like you've never prayed before. So you got to pray like you never prayed before today. And then when tomorrow gets here, you got to pray like you never prayed for tomorrow. you got to pray like you've never, ever prayed before. That's what a God first life looks like. Someone who's just praying. Now, you don't got to pray hours upon hours upon hours upon hours every day, but you got to pray every day. Man, you don't got to pray every minute of the day, but you should, go, you should go every couple of minutes and just talking to God. We're really good at talking to God when things are falling apart. But let's pray like we never prayed before. Let's ask God to make us look different out of this thing. Let's be different. Let's look different. Let's smell different. Let's act different. Like, Wes, how would I smell different? I don't know. I think grace has a smell. Have you ever been around somebody like, man, they just, you can just tell they got it on. They just, they just love Jesus. There's something different about them. I think grace has a smell. Let's pray like we never prayed before. Here's the second thing. <clears throat> This one you might be like, this, that's a little bit of a stretch. Well, here's number two. We ought to serve like it's your job. You ought to serve like it's your, like it's your job. Here's what I know about, about a couple of you guys in your day. I see you guys at setup. I saw Danielle cleaning these chairs yesterday. Like, I know she works hard by the way that she's scrubbing these chairs. Man, these things, they look good. This place smells good. When we get out, we're going to clean them again. We're going to make sure they look good and they smell good for the next service. And we ought to serve like it's our job. We ought to give God our best. Want to know why? Because eternity is at stake for a lot of people. I called up Alex, um, Alex and Lily in the back. I called their son, Alex Jr., Alex Hugo Jr. I don't know what his name is. Alex Hugo, and he's Alex Hugo, and it's all the names. And I said, hey, bro, we're back. He said, I can't wait to be there. He got here, put these pipe and drape up by himself. Pastor West, anything else? He serves like it's his job. They run a family company. I said, how's business? He, he, works, he works at this church like he works at his job. He might be trying to get a raise. I don't know, Hugo. I mean, that's why he works hard. I don't know. Like, I can't pay. I can double what I'm paying him here, you know, easily. We're not paying him anything, you know. Like, credit to heaven. Like, we got to serve like it's our job. We got to wake up and be ready to go. Some of you guys that serve on, you, you serve on, our, on a setup team or you serve in a nursery. Our nursery is going to open up again in July in our kids' ministry. Like, we got to be passionate about this. When we, when we put in our dream team, hey, we need some people to come help service this week. People are like, yeah, we'll help. Yeah, we'll help. Yeah, we got to serve. Like it's our job. Steve pulled in the parking lot today and said, hey, Steve, I need to call an audible. I know you're supposed to be there, but I need you there. We ought to serve like it's our job. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom. For many, Jesus came to serve. I was telling a friend of mine yesterday, everything that we ask you to do, we want you to do that so that you can look like Jesus. When you pray, you're praying Jesus prayed. Our Father, he's taught the disciples how to pray. Like God God taught Jesus how to pray, and Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. You ought to pray. When you pray, you're being like Jesus. Jesus prayed. When you serve like it's your job, you're serving. You're becoming more and more like Jesus. We ought to serve like it's our job. Some of you guys give your best. This little piece of technology did not work this morning when we came in here. Most things worked, but not everything worked. And Courtney started working on things, troubleshooting. I thought, you know what, Courtney's, I bet Courtney's a good employee because he fixed that TV like it was, like it was his job. He served like it was his job. We ought to serve. <clears throat> like it's our job. Here's the third thing. 
We need to, I hope coming out of this season, we are, are getting along with God's word. I hope you're getting along with God's word. I'll tell you this, I'll be honest, I read the Bible more this quarter. I felt like I read the Bible more this quarter than I read it all last year all combined. I had, a, I had a lot of time on my hands. I was just reading the Bible. Spending time with God's word, reading God's word, and, and, and asking God to meet with me. I was just getting alone with God. I, a lot of times I was, a lot of times that God got with me, I got in my truck, and I was preaching from Tampa most weeks. So I'd get in my car, I'd turn on a playlist, and, and I would worship God, and the worship was too intense, speak a little bit higher, so I'd like cut back the worship off, and I was just praying and talking to God. I was alone with God, and I'd get in the car, and I would drive an hour and a half, and then I would preach, and I'd get back in my car, and I would drive back down here. I had a lot of time with God. I hope you're getting alone with God. We had a lot of seasons where we were we in groups, and we were, a lot of times we were on Facebook Lives and Zoom calls, and I'm so glad we're done with all the Facebook Lives and all the Zoom calls. Man, it was every day, on the hour, every hour, it felt like. But people were coming to get God's Word, and I think as a believers, if we're believers, we got to be spending time alone with God. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, when you pray, go away by yourself. we got to get away. Rest is good. Time with God is good. Sabbath is good. We got to get away and spend some time with God. We got to be. We got to be by ourselves. Some people come to me all the time, like Pastor Wes. I'm having a hard time hearing God. Well, because everywhere you go, it's loud. Everywhere we go, it's loud. Some of you guys would freak out. I promise you. This is a. Um, Gabe asked us a few months ago. Hey, I want to encourage you. Listen to worship music for 30 days. I got one thing harder for you to do. Try to be in your car with no music on for 30 days. Some of you are like, yo, I don't want to be a Christian. <laughs> no thanks, bruh. Leaving churches. I'm going to find a new church. Like, try being in solitude. Giselle's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Some of you are like, no way. How many of y'all be honest? If I told you to be in your car with no music for five days, it'd be hard for you. How many of you guys? Yeah. Just spending time with getting along with God. Listen, you want God to speak to you? I promise you. Get, don't put any music on, no podcasts, no books. I encourage leaders, hey, listen to podcasts and, and, and listen to books, audio books. Like, feed yourself with good podcasts. And all those things are good. But I want to encourage you, if you want to be alone, you want to look different after quarantine, I want to encourage you, go out there and just be quiet in your car. Just let God speak to you. If it gets quiet enough, you will begin to hear the voice of God. Like, that sounds like creepy, charismatic stuff. No, it sounds like the Bible. God wants you to get alone with him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to be around you. He wants you to get alone with them. Here's number four. I got two more. <clears throat> oh, I, I wrote down this. I think this is something that I've said a lot. But if you get in God's word, it'll get in you. If you get in God's word, it'll get in you. Here's number four. Give. I like this one. Give like God owns it all. Give like God owns it all. God already gave you everything. Everything you guys have, God gave it to you. Let's give like God owns it all. Because of your generosity, you guys have heard this before, but we've, we've have fed over 25,000 people, over 25,000 meals in just a short time. We handed out 400 bags of groceries, and we were serving. Matthew said so we packaged and put together over 500 meals, oh, 500 meals for our homeless community right here in our city. We, we should give like God owns everything. And in case you're trying to figure out whether or not God owns everything or not, here's what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 50, verse 10, one of my favorite verses. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own a cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field. They are mine. God owns everything. He owns everything. Let's give like he owns everything. 
Hey, if you, how many of you guys, you kept your job during quarantine? You, your, your job didn't change. Do you want to know why you kept your job? Because God allowed you to. How many of you guys, how many of you guys did, you, you, had a, you had at least one or two meals every single day on quarantine? How many of you guys at least one or two meals every day on quarantine? Hey, you want to know why you had that? Because God gave that to you. I was in Africa with Derek two years ago, and, and on a J- January two years ago, and the pastor got up there and he, and he was talking about um, being faithful and because God's faithful to you, and he was telling all these things, and he said, he asked the question to everyone there, he goes, are you going to trust your, your employer to be your, your bank account, or are you going to trust God to be your bank account? And that day I was like, yo, I'm in. I want to trust God. He owns everything. I don't, we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. We don't have to, we don't have to, expect, to we don't have to expect people to take care of our bills. We can, we can trust God. He owns everything. Well, Christians in here today, follow Jesus. Like, if you're going to live a God-first kind of life, you just trust that God owns everything. So you give like he owns it all because you know if you give it away, he's going to give it back to you. He owns everything. I was talking to a business owner the, um, in the season. He's like, man, all my business comes from international. All my business in this season, February, March, April. He goes, they're not coming. He said, God sent one family. He said, one family, one family, one family only has paid all my bills over this season. One family in the, in the, in the industry that he's in. One family. He said, it's weird because before that I was praying that God would show me what I need to get rid of in my life. He said, I got rid of a lot of stuff in this season. He said, we were eating at home. It was awesome. He goes, restaurants opened up. My kids called me and said, hey, Dad, can you take us out to dinner? He goes, one restaurant with all my family. He goes, $180. He goes, I said, yeah, that, he called them all. Like, that was the last meal we're going on anymore. Like, we're going back to the home meals again. We're going to give like God owns it all. We should give. He always, he always takes care of his people. He always supplies for us. God owns everything. He owns a cattle on a thousand hill. God owns it all. And then number five. This one's my favorite one. We ought to love like our life depends on it. We ought to, we ought to love like our life depends on it. We were at the restaurant yesterday, and the band can come up. Because we have been to worship corporately, so I'm going to lay this plane, and we're going to worship corporately. It just makes sense. We were at the restaurant yesterday, and um, last week it was me, Maggie, Chase and Michelle, and Diana, and this light was coming on and off. It was flashing us in the eyes. And I said to her, the, the lady came up, she, the manager came up, she goes, hey, I am so sorry about that. She goes, the, the, the server told us that, that the light was flashing. I said, ma'am, there's so much going on in our world. This, that's the least of our worries. And she goes, can I hug you? I love that. I just, I really appreciate that. And I thought to myself, what the world needs more of is for us all to love like our life depended upon it. So if you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it's called the love chapter. And uh, there was a season of my life where I only, I only read the message translation. In 2 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1, um, I think you have the scripture, but it says, let, let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. It's a pretty high goal, right? Like when you can walk out tomorrow, let's let's let love be your highest goal. Let's love the Lord and let's love people. Let's love ourselves. Like let's let's do it like that. Like let's love that likes you, potential mate, Jesus first, others second, and themselves last. You, joy. That's how you have joy. 
So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1 in the message translation says this. Go after a life of love like your life depends on it. Because it does. The game changer in our culture today is not more church. It's not more, it's not more sermons. The game changer in our culture today is more love. It's what we all, it's all, we all want that. And the people that are doing the bad things, they want to be loved. And the people that are doing the good things, they want to be loved. We all, we all want to be loved, every single one of us. I've told you guys this season, we all have way more in common than we don't. I have a friend I've been, um, I have a friend that I've been inviting to church, and she's a police officer. And, I, and she said, hey, I can't come this week, I can't come this week. And I said, hey, I want to let you know our church is praying for you. We love you, and your life matters to us. We know your job is hard. Josh and Kelly and I are working out together this week with, with the um, Orlando Police Department. They left, and the guy, he, he, he walked through the events of, of the pole shooting. He was, he was there. And began to walk him, I thought to myself, this guy just needs me to love on him. Called Josh later. I said that guy talked me for like an hour, and he's like, "That's." He pointed, he's like, "It sounds a little bit hypocritical for you to talk about someone talking for an hour." <laughs> I just talk, he just he began to show. He vividly began to go through the details, and I thought to myself, "This guy wants to. He just wants someone to love on him." So I just did. I just loved on him. What we need more is more people to love more people. That's what we need. I made a commitment this season. We made a commitment this season. My parents taught me to love everyone. My dad taught me everyone puts their pants on the same way. My kids are going to love everyone no matter what. We're going to raise them that way. That's what's going to change the future, moms and dads. If we, if we pour in these guys and they do it better than what we've seen it done and better than the way we've done it, that's going to change our world. Invest in these guys. Invest in these, all these young kids all across this, all across this, this building and on the campus because they're all in here. That's going to change the world. Love can change everyone. Love can change everyone. And the only way to be, to, for that to start is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need Jesus in your life, then once you have Jesus in your life, you should go out and live a life of love. We all can do that. We all go out and love people because God loved us first. So I want to encourage you, church, let's live a God-first life in this season. The next season, the next season. Let's go out. Let's let's let the thing that changed in us. That we've been actually, I'm living a God first life. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna serve and I'm gonna give and I'm gonna love. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna go out and do it differently. I'm not gonna be the same. I'm gonna be forever different, forever changed. My new normal is going to be that I'm gonna live a God first life every day, all day, because that's what God wants from me. That's what God wants for you. I'm gonna invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. Hey, if you're here today or you're watching online, you've never give, if you've never given life, never given your life to Christ, we want to invite you right where you're at just to, just to ask Jesus to save you. Say, Jesus, I need a Savior. I'm far from you, God. I, I'm full of, I have sins in my life. I have issues. But I want to be saved. I want to be changed. I want to become new. I want to do those things that was talked about today, God. But I can't do those without the free gift of salvation in my life. Just tell them, I know that I'm a sinner. I've got issues and baggage, but I want to be saved. I want to be changed. I want to become new. Ask Him to save you right where you're at. Just say, God, I'm committing my life to you. I'm going all in with you, God. I want to do that. Hey, if you're in here today in the building or watching online today, 
let's go out and live a God-first life. Let's live a God-first life. We can do this. God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to go out and live a God-first life. Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for what you've done in, in, our, in this house today and Lord, in homes across the world. Lord, for the one who doesn't know you as their Savior right now, I pray they would ask you to save them. I pray they would confess with their mouth and they would believe in their heart and they'd be changed forever. Lord, for the ones that are in this building or watch online that they're just living, their life is not, they're a Christian, but they wouldn't call it God first. It's like God's an option or God's, a, God's on the side or he's, he's, kind of, he's kind of important to me, he's kind of not important to me, Lord. I pray that we'd go all in with you, God, because you went all in with us.